God's word. And also, um, if you're joining us from home, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to read the scripture when we project it on the screen. So feel free to look it up on your own. Again, it's Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. And again, if you could please stand as able for the reading of God's word. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the, dark, in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, today's message is called The God of New Things. And of course, it is the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. And I know that, yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Yes, Happy New Year. And I know that the new year is uh, such an exciting time because our calendars change and, you know, everything seems to start over in some ways. And a lot of us, we think about change. We think about the possibility of new things. But I, I think that there is this kind of undercurrent that, that uh, hits us, this kind of, uh, you know, maybe you want to call it a reality check sometimes when we think about New Year's. And, and you know, there might be folks, uh, maybe some of you have thought about New Year's resolutions or things you want to change or tweak a little bit in the new year. And, and I think that that undercurrent uh, is this kind of cynicism. Do things really change? And can any of us ever really change? Because what you find is that most people don't keep their New Year's resolutions, right? And so in some ways, it, it, it can kind of feel a little frustrating or a little bit, you know, it, it's, it's a little demotivating when, when you're trying to change your life and things don't seem to change. And sometimes we even wonder, okay, but what if we did change? Because you'll notice that I said most people don't keep their New Year's resolutions. Some people do. What happens to those people? Are their lives categorically better? Is the world categorically better because someone kept, you know, 10% of the people who made New Year's resolutions actually kept them? Or does it feel like sometimes like life doesn't change? And I think that maybe that's, uh, you know, this kind of underlying cynicism that many of us have. We wonder, can anything ever change? And, uh, you know, I found this uh, on Google Images, this, this <laughs> picture of why nothing changes. And if you're listening to this in a podcast, it's, it, it, it says why nothing changes and there's three people and their heads are literally stuck in the sand. <laughs> and I, I think it's kind of an interesting picture of, yeah, maybe why some things don't change. You know, uh, this idea that these people appear to be stuck right? They can't get their heads out of the sand. Maybe they're trying to pry them free, you know, but maybe there's also this sense of, you know, they can't see the forest from the trees. They, they can't, they don't have perspective. They don't have vision because they're literally, they have their heads stuck in the sand, right? And all they can see is darkness. And maybe there is something about the idea that things don't seem to change because of where we're looking for change. And I think a lot of us, we're looking for change in very predictable places, right? And so because we're always looking for change in the same ways, then nothing changes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, last night we were watching, uh, you know, the ball dropping in New York, uh, in, uh, excuse me, Times Square in New York. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to me because the biggest sponsors 
of like, like the, the programs where they have uh, you know, the rocking New Year's and all these different things that they have. The two biggest sponsors, one is Planet Fitness, right? Because they're trying to get you to work out, right? Or, and, and they know that a lot of people, they make these New Year's resolutions about fitness, right? And then the other one was the Powerball Lottery, right? It's about money, right? And probably those are the two biggest areas where people want to change, right? That, that they're like, okay, well, I want to change myself. You know, I, I don't feel good. My energy levels are low, or I don't like the way I look in the mirror, so I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, or I'm going to do keto, or one of these kinds of things, you know? And so that, that's kind of one area of kind of personal change. And then another area, which I think is probably, um, you may have heard me say this before, <laughs> I think uh, it, it is the biggest idol of our age, it's not even close, is money. And we have this great hope that money is going to change things. But again, the idea that if you keep looking in the same places, then maybe that's why nothing ever changes. Because we're always trying to change our, our, our lives in predictable areas of life, right? Um, you know, our, my finances, my kind of uh, objective uh, uh, external life circumstance, right? Which is what money symbolizes for a lot of us. If I can change my circumstances of my life, if I can change the stuff out here, then my life will be better. And the, the personal change, it usually doesn't go much farther than the physical changes that many of us want to see. And by the way, friends, those things aren't bad. Please don't get me wrong. I mean, getting fit, that's a very good thing. And definitely, I think, you know, we as spiritual beings, we're not just spiritual. We're also physical. All those things are tied together. And so, you know, working out is definitely not a bad thing. Eating better, definitely not a bad thing. Trying to improve your financial situation isn't necessarily a bad thing. But what I'm trying to say is maybe we are looking in the wrong places for change. Because as we read in this passage in Isaiah, change is already happening. It says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. And maybe we have been considering the things of old too much, right? Even in the areas of change, we only want change in these areas. But it says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God is saying, behold, look at it, right? Open up your eyes. I'm doing a new thing. I'm already doing it. I'm a God of new things, right? It's springing forth. Do you not perceive it? And so we go back to our picture of why nothing changes. Maybe we don't perceive it because our heads are stuck in the same areas. We're not looking. Our eyes are open to what God is already doing, what is already springing forth. It says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Many of us, we're not looking in the wilderness. We're not looking in the desert for new things. We're looking somewhere else. We don't like the wilderness. We don't like the desert, so we try to leave it behind. That's why a lot of us, when we want to change our lives, we fantasize about moving to a new city, right? Or getting a new job, or being with a new person, or being, right, in this completely different circumstance because we don't like the circumstance we're in. It might feel like the wilderness, like you're lost. It might feel like the desert, where things are dead around you. But this is exactly where God says the new things are coming. 
I will, will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so, friends, the question has to, uh, comes back to this idea that maybe we don't really know what God desires to do. Because I think for a lot of us, what resolutions are about, it's about personal control. It's about us being God, right? So then we decide, we're like, okay, this is an area of my life that I want to fix. Instead of asking a much more fundamental question, God, what are you already doing? What are you birthing into this world? What is the new thing that is springing forward into my life, into this world? And how can I be a part of that? Give me eyes to see that. And maybe in some of the broken areas of your life where you are not looking, that's exactly where God is bringing about the new things. I want to show you this passage in 1 Corinthians 2 uh, that talks about the way we think about our own earthly wisdom and how that kind of differs from God's. It says, and when I came to you, brothers and sisters, do not, and I, when I came to you, brothers and sisters, did not come proclaiming to you the mystery of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Friends, do many of us look to something like crucifixion? for the new things that God is doing. We want to look away from death, but that is exactly where God brought about new things, was through the death of Jesus. And, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Again, areas where we're not looking for God to do much, right? And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Many of us, our resolutions, our idea of how we want to change our lives, it rests on the wisdom of human beings, right? What we've always thought, you know what? If I can just change this, my life will be better. That's the wisdom of, of humans, right? We don't even usually think much about it. It's just there. You feel it. You're like, this is this, this thing that I'm uncomfortable with. This is the thing that I want. And so you reach for it. Instead of wondering, maybe, maybe my wisdom is not the same as that of God. Maybe if I were to ask God, God, what do you desire to change? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to see? It might actually be different, right? It says, yet among the mature, we do, not, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age, or of the rulers of this age, of the powers of this age, who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, and nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And so friends, I, I wonder as we look into this new year, instead of just kind of, you know, deciding, hey, this is something that I want to change. If we were to take some time to consult the Spirit of God, Right? Because that, that's what it says here. 
These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. The Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And what you may be surprised what God would reveal to you in your wilderness, in your deserts, in the things that look dead to you. This is what God has been up to, right? There's resurrection that comes from death, right? There's new life that comes from these old places that are dry. And, and so instead of running from those things, asking God, God, give me the eyes to see what your spirit is doing in my desert, in these places that I want to run from, right? Maybe instead of just thinking like, oh, you know what? I, I just need more money or I need a better situation or I need better friends or I need to be in a better place or I need a better partner, right? All these kinds of things that the world is always looking at these kinds of things to change their lives. But maybe there's something within you. God wants you to take a look at this dry place. I'm doing something. You know how you've been kind of depressed? You've been lonely? You've been anxious? You haven't want to be alone with your thoughts? Maybe even in that discontent, even in that feeling that you know something is wrong in your life, God is already doing something. Sometimes we don't like to see that. But friends, when something changes and grows, right? Sometimes, like, like it, you see it with like, you know, all kinds of animals. They shed their skin. And oftentimes when they're shedding their skin, the old skin, it, it really looks like, like something really gross is happening, right? Like it gets all dry and flaky and it starts cracking, right? And we look at those kinds of things and with the wisdom of, of, of human wisdom, we look at that and we're like, that's bad, that's gross, that's uncomfortable, that's painful. And we want to look away from that. But I think what the Spirit often does is in the midst of that brokenness in your life, that's where the newness can be found, if you can let the Spirit in. Again, it's not about just trying to fix it on your own, right? If we just look at these problems, we can sometimes despair because we're like, but Pastor Steve, I can't fix my depression. I can't fix my anxiety. I can't fix this fundamental loneliness that has nothing to do with how many people are, are, are surrounding me or how many people seem to love me or like me or tell me great things about myself. There's something much deeper inside. I can't fix those things. And that's true. But friends, the Spirit of God can. And the Spirit of God can show you what He has already been up to. Because what you see through so many saints of God throughout the ages, as many of them went through the desert, many of them wandered in the wilderness, many of them were cracked and dried, and God was able to bring out new things in the midst of those things. And so, friends, I really want us, as we look at this new year, not to be cynical about it and be like, well, it's another year, I mean, nothing's going to change, but to have hope. But Christian hope, it doesn't come from a, a calendar changing, right? It doesn't come from our willpower to make a resolution happen. It comes from God and what God is already doing. And so, friends, I think it would be great for us to maybe just take a moment 
to invite God in, into all of the depths of your life and to all of the nooks and crannies and the cracks and the dry places, into your feelings of being lost or anxious, into all the things that, that you may not like, to all the things where you don't want to look, to say, Spirit, search into the depths. You know all things. Show me, God, where you are bringing about newness. And teach me, Lord, to wait upon you. Can I ask the priest team to come up? And again, friends, if you just want to just be still for a moment. Lord, we confess that so often we are looking for newness in old, predictable places. And those places have never worked, and they never will. But God, the kind of change that you want to bring, Lord, it will be genuine. It will be good. There will be newness of life. There will be broken things that are repaired. There will be new possibilities of life within us. There will be joy from sadness. There will be peace from anxiety. There will be wholeness from brokenness. God, you promise us this. And Lord, we know, God, that you are able to do it. You are the God of new things. But we want to put our hope not in ourselves or in our circumstances, but in, in you and what you are already doing, what you desire to do, even if it comes through the cross, even if it comes through the dry places and the wilderness. God, that we trust, Lord, that you will do it in your timing, that you are good and that you are the God of restoration. You are the God of new things. You are the God of hope. And we put our hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.